I'm Angela Ross, and this is SoCal Voices. On the show today is a 14-year-old Southern Californian who has written 15 books in varying genres, including You Won't Know Her Name, a novel told in poetry about bullying in middle school. Want some sci-fi, dystopia? She has that and more. Author Shanti Hershenson, welcome to SoCal Voices. Thank you so much for having me. You became interested in writing long before you published your first book. How did all that start? So I think I've always really had an interest in writing. I have memories from about elementary school where I was very just wanted to write a book. However, I didn't think I could, which obviously is kind of silly now. But it's always been something I've been interested in. However, once the pandemic hit, I actually had the time to sit down and write a book. And actually, originally, I thought it was going to be a novella. However, when I started writing, I just couldn't stop. So the first novel I ever wrote was Biomlock. And it's this. And it was a 200,000 word, 800 page novel that was so long, it had to be split into three books. And uh, funny enough, I actually wrote the fourth book later on. That book needs a lot of editing. So I don't know when it'll come out, but not for a while. (laughs) That is really amazing. You know, I want you to talk a little bit about who is your big support, your guide? Is it teacher? Is it your parents? Tell us about them. So I have a writing coach who helps me um, just mainly like proofread my book and look for plot holes because in every author's work, it's always, you know, there's always some plot holes and it's always good to have a second pair of eyes, look before you publish it. Other than that, I've had maybe one or two teachers that's really inspired me to write. However, I haven't had many. And then of course my parents are there, but they don't really inspire me to write. They just, you know, they don't, I don't, they don't really help me because they don't really need to, but they're there for support. And if I ever need anything. Oh, that's wonderful. What do your folks do? So my mom's a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. um, but she's done a lot of really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And my parents are both really talented and they're both performers. And then my dad runs a software company. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. Got good, strong support there. That always makes a difference, right? They're not in your way, but they're helping you. (laughs) That's really good. Now, every writer has a process. So how do you get in the zone? So usually I can speak of what I just did right now is I came home and I just came home from school. So I'm very exhausted. Honestly, I always like to pet my cats before I write just to kind of get relaxed and kind of get into the headspace of writing. And then I usually sit down and I'll pick what song I'm going to listen to. And I'll try to be like, okay, we're going to write this many words. Then we're going to take a break. Then we're going to write this many words. So I wrote about 500 words just now. And then after I'm going to write 500 more words. And then usually I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to take a complete break now, not touch this until tomorrow. And I'm probably going to go and hang out in our hot tub. And then when I actually sit down, I'd like to have some idea of what I'm going to write beforehand. However, often I don't, I just have a blank mind. I just got to sit there and just write. That is fantastic. That's amazing. So after a full day at school, then you come home and then you do this. Now, is this every single day? Even on the weekends, or do you take like a couple days a, a week sometime to just chill? I write every single day, seven days a week, 30, 31 days a month. Wow, that is real passion, true passion. Talk a little bit about your school experience, what it's been like the past couple of years, especially, and, and how you manage that, that time. So about halfway through, not even halfway through sixth grade, we were sent into lockdown and then we had Zoom school all throughout seventh grade, except towards the end of seventh grade, we were in hybrid learning and that was both fun and not. For the most part, <laughs> I think I enjoyed Zoom school, although mm-hmm. learning wise, it was very difficult just to learn, you know, from a computer, especially um, math, I found extremely challenging 
And the math teacher I have had then in seventh grade was not very nice to the students, especially me. And it was definitely a challenge. However, now it's like we've returned fully. So I've done the entirety of eighth grade so far. I only have like mm-hmm. one one or two months and I'm done. Yeah. And I've been, yeah, I've been <laughs> in person for all of that. And that's been all right. I think I definitely prefer it and I'm learning more, but it's still challenging. Mm-hmm. When um, you say the teacher that you had just, you guys didn't click, uh, was it a personality thing? Was it because you felt like you weren't getting the material and the teacher was getting impatient with you? What what made that difficult? I felt like he didn't care whether or not we were learning. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. honestly just rude to the students. He told me I would never be a writer, um, which is a little ironic now. Very, very ironic. <laughs> he... We were doing an art project, not even for math, and he made a bunch of rude comments about my painting and told me it was really bad. And he, when I was like first publishing my books, and one of my books was hitting the charts, I was really, really excited about it. And his response was, I bet you bought all the copies yourself. So, yeah, stuff like that. Really motivating, not. Yeah. My goodness. Well, you have the last laugh. How about that? So published books. I wonder how many books this person has published. Let's move on. Most of the good writers I know are also readers. And I'd like to know what some of your favorite genres are and who are some of your favorite authors? Who inspires you? So my favorite genre is definitely sci-fi fantasy. I also do really like contemporary books that have a lot of real life elements to them, which is why my all-time favorite book is The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chbosky. I don't know if you've read that book. It's an amazing book. I read it in seventh Mm. grade and I keep rereading Mm -hmm. it. And I have yet to find a book that I think is better than it. My favorite author is Lee Bardugo. And my favorite series, because, you know, The Perks of Being a Wallflower is a standalone. My favorite series is the Grishaverse series. So like Shadow and Bone, Six of Crows, and King of Scars, that those are actually three different series. It's like a franchise, basically. And those are like my favorite <laughs> books other than The Perks of Being a Wallflower. However, I also like The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. I also read that book. I think the summer between seventh and eighth grade, I feel like I was in the peak with my reading then. I was reading a ton. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about it. Now I'm more excited about buying books than reading them. <laughs> um, that was mostly a joke. I still read. I just finished a book. <laughs> I'm sure you read. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. So, you know, writing is very important. It's something that you do extremely well. I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about what it is about the genre that you enjoy most that appeals to you and why you write in that style. So for the most part, I'd write in like sci-fi dystopian and you know, I'm a teenager and I feel like all teenagers have that dystopian phase. It's just instead of obsessively (laughs) reading it, I'm obsessively writing it. So, (laughs) but in regards to that, Especially with fantasy, I like the idea of creating a new world and having this whole world that basically I've created with all these characters and like everything just came from like the crevices of my mind. With sci-fi and like dystopian, I like taking a version of our world and making it either better or worse. That is just kind of, it's fun for me. However, a lot of my books, they're pretty dark because of this, but I feel like it also makes them really, really good in a sense. I just finished writing a few, like a month ago. I just started a new work in progress. I'm actually almost done with that. But my next release is going to be Never Dying. And this one right here is a dystopian novel about people who are immortal. But like some people are immortal. Some people aren't. It makes sense once you read it. And because the majority of the population is not immortal, they kind of hunt down and kill the immortals. And it's like this whole kind of government power thing. 
And I just, I love the dynamic of it, but it's like, I took kind of the idea of like a classic YA dystopian and like changed it a little. So I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. It's very difficult to explain. Mm-hmm. God, it sounds really interesting. Thank wow, you. it's it's amazing, and that's a, that's a pretty big book. So you have been writing, just just fiercely writing. Yeah. That is that is magnificent. You know, as important as it is to create content and develop your your stories and to write them and get them uh, written down and get the books published. After you do all that, you still have to market and promote the book, right? And so you've been using TikTok to sell your books. And I want you to shed some light on that process, how you came to it, and how it's working for you. So TikTok has been by far probably one of my most helpful sources for marketing. Around July, I think, of 2021, I created a TikTok account to promote this book, You Won't Know Her Name. And it just kind of blew up. I was kind of looking at other authors and how they promoted their books and trying to see what they did and what was successful for them. And I tried to replicate that a little. And eventually what happened is my account kept growing and growing and growing. And I started sharing tips and like sharing my story. And I, my platform has grown tremendously. Currently, I have about 23,000 followers, although it grows significantly every day. And um, using that, I try to help like have a blend of promoting my books and myself, but also helping other people write their books. And at some point, I'm going to have to make a YouTube channel and just post tutorials and maybe compilations of my TikToks. I recently got asked if some, I could make like a folder of all the TikToks related to writing, which is helpful, but it's also like I could maybe spread this to YouTube. I used to run a YouTube channel when I was really young in like third, fourth, fifth grade. I think it lasted until about sixth grade, so it lasted years. And... I don't really do that anymore, but I learned kind of how to make your video successful. So I should try to, you know, use marketing, like market my books and kind of implement what I previously learned into this and kind of keep spreading my platform. I have a feeling you're going to do quite well at that. Look, a project really close to your heart uh, is anti-bullying. You mentioned the book earlier and I mentioned it in the intro at the top of the show. I wonder if you could read a passage or just read needles or recite needles and thorns This is uh, an anti-bullying poem that you perform at open mic nights. Would you mind reading it now? Yes. For context, I wrote this poem for a school project in seventh grade. The project wasn't about bullying. We just had to write a spoken word poem or a song that evoked emotion. And this is what I chose. I'm just going to read it from the book. I have it memorized, but I might mess up. So, okay. These people don't listen. No, they refuse to hear. My cries for help. They were suffocated in fear. We're drowned with work, a transition that hurts. One said to care for others, it's nowhere to be found. It's been going on all my life, but school changes, it transforms. From conflict to hatred, from telling to dying, I see people crying. The things they say, it sticks to me like the needles of a cactus. But maybe things are more horrifying than they seem, and it all feels like a bad dream. And who said it's just middle school? Because if it all is, I don't want any part of this. Is a story intertwined as they say it's all awful? Something from the movies until it's all real. They say it's something that happens, regular or not. When does one thing turn from normal? into a threat to our lives and words pile up like thorns in the desert spoken from one person to another until they gather up and draw blood forcing us all to wonder why do we go to middle school just to suffer when this is what it's like with bullies and peer pressure and assignments that feel endless until i want to drop them in a deep crevice but work drives the least of my worries it's the cries i wonder about making me think does my voice count because these people don't listen no they refuse to hear and i can't see a future that's not shrouded in fear wow that is very good shanti Thank you. You captured so much of the angst (laughs) that a lot of folks feel in middle school. When you wrote that, 
how did you feel after getting it out, getting it down? And when you recited in public spaces now, how, how do you feel? At first, I have to admit, I was terrified. That poem is very dark, and I was about 12, maybe, when I wrote it. 12, 13. I don't remember the actual timeline of it, but it was in seventh grade, so I was around that age. And I know some of my teachers were worried about me because I just wrote that. And I'm actually really glad like I had teachers you know, checking in with me and like, are you okay? So at first, I was really scared that it was you know too dark for me to write. And I believe um, the principal of my school may or have may or may not have called my mom about that poem. I'm not too happy mm-hmm. about that. I don't really care. But <laughs> now it's like I'll stand up and I'll perform it. And I'll perform it during my interviews. I just I won't be afraid anymore. I think a lot of that is I've written you know darker poems about the topic since then. Honestly, even though it's you know been a bit since the bullying incident happened, although I'm still kind of facing the kind of aftermath of it. And, it's very, very difficult kind of just to describe how it feels since then. I've written so many poems about bullying and just the pain I've gone through um, through middle school that I'm really hoping now, though, once middle school ends in a few months, I'll be able to write poems that are not about that. I am just more than ready for middle school to be over. I'm just kind of ready just to be done with this. Because believe it or not, these last three years have been probably the hardest years of my life and not honestly, because of the pandemic, but because of everything else. However, they've also been the three best years of my life because I've been, you know, learning more about myself and I've been writing all these books. So it's kind of complicated in that way, because it's like, you know, I've hated this time, but I've also really, really loved it. So I'm still trying to figure out how that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it's through some of these darkest periods and most difficult times in our lives that we build our strength and you learn more about yourself and what your truth is and what you're going to live and how you're going to live. We'll be back right after this. This is Bunner.com has tons of shows for you, like Converse Eat With Us with Evelyn Rivez and Chris Donovan, reviewing food and talking smack to each other. I tasted the love the most. No, that was probably butter. I put a lot of Oh, yeah. Well, Well, your love tastes like lard. It's okay. They're married. This is Funner.com has Aiden's Arcade Academy with the boy Aiden. I rate this game 9 out of 10 blue shells because blue shells hurt my butt. This is Funner.com when all you can funner is funner. This is funner. And it doesn't really matter in the end what all the bullies say. A lot of the, the stuff that they throw at you, it's because they are envious and jealous of your talent and the exposure that you have and that you are someone who knows what you want, know what knows what you're doing, and you are on your path and you are having success. So a lot of that is their own insecurity about maybe not having that. And rather than trying to do things and focus on ways they can build themselves up and, and learn more and expand their knowledge, they just find it easier to pick on someone else. So uh, you just keep moving on and doing what you're doing. That is really fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, you are a fantastic writer, but there are probably other things you like to do for fun and to to stay active. So when you're not writing, what does Shanti do to have a good time? I have a number of hobbies. I used to really, really enjoy skateboarding. I had had to stop just because the skate park got very overcrowded and it was kind of stressful. However, I still have all of my skateboards and stuff in the garage and I've been thinking about getting back into it. I also, um, I had to stop again because I'm having some like health problems just with my 
um, wrists and stuff. And I had to stop because I kept spraining my wrist like over and over again. And I broke my wrist and it was causing me problems, even though that was like three years ago. But I used to do free running and that's like parkour and gymnastics kind of. So, you know, you can do backflips and front flips and all that stuff. And I was really, really into it for a few years. And just the, it got kind of painful to do. So I'm trying to, I have to build more strength before I can go back to that. And I have to get back in shape because I'm very much built like a twig. So I have no muscles whatsoever. And I definitely need to just exercise. I've been thinking about going on walks, which I, I used to really love to do. Last September, we moved and like we live on a really nice street now, but it's not the same distance because there were to the park. We, there, um, when we lived in our other house, there was a park about a few streets down. And I would walk there and back and kind of hang out at the park. However, we have a park like five houses down now and it's very um it's a small park but it's really really nice however it's just not enough exercise i'll go there and i'll be like okay i'm done now but it's not like motivational enough however i do live across the street from a canyon so i could just go walk Mm -hmm. in there but i'm lazy to do that and i don't like going on hikes so (laughs) (laughs) well that sounds fun anyway yeah sounds fun anyway now you've got some siblings at home and what do they like to do? And how do you all spend time together enjoying each other? So I have a twin sister and um, we hang out quite a bit. She also likes to read. And often it's like I have gone on like walks with her and I've gone hiking in the canyon with her. Often we like playing video games together and just talking. Like right now, actually, she's um, hanging out with one of her friends. But yeah, she's my only sister, but I love her. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Now, are you guys identical twins? We're fraternal. So fraternal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't actually realize that we are um, twins. Uh, they don't even realize we're siblings. So in sixth grade, <laughs> it was very, very funny because everyone just thought we were two best friends who would like go home together a lot and would like have sleepovers every single night. They did not realize that we are literally twins. And mm-hmm. they, um, when my sister told them, oh yeah, we live in the same house. They were like, oh, so you're best friends, but you live together. We are literally twins. <laughs> we were born at the exact same time. We have the mm-hmm. same parents. Actually, not at the exact same time. I'm a minute older. So You're a minute older. All right. All right. So uh, what is next for Shanti? What are your coming projects that uh, people can look forward to to reading? So currently, I am working on The Bane of Angel Fall Academy, which is the most difficult book I've had to write. I want to say more so than You Won't Know Her Name, but You Won't Know Her Name was difficult to write for other reasons. However, this one is just, there's so much going on, and I just feel like the characters, they're not, I just don't like them. (laughs) You created them. I know. It's like, they're just, they're children. So they're 12. And the previous book I was working on, the characters are almost adults. And it's more just, it was a lot funner. It went quicker. And it was an enemies to lovers book. Because, you know, I'm a teenager, so I have to love enemies to lovers. And there's just like whiplash from going from writing that book to then writing a book about children in a magical school for writing, which is literally what Mm -hmm. it's about. It's a bit more than that. It's very, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different plots kind of that all kind of tie together in that there's like whiplash from it and but yeah that brings me to the fact that this book never dying is going to be my next release i don't have a set release date yet probably somewhere in june because i have a book signing on june 25th for this book so it has to be done it's almost done it's just final edits you know but yeah that's great that is fantastic so do you have friends who like to write 
too? Or do your, are your friends in have other hobbies? And they just wait for your books. <laughs> yeah, my friends definitely have other hobbies. I have some friends who like to write, but they're not ser- terribly serious about it. They don't write books. Um, mm-hmm. One of my best friends really likes to write poetry, and she's very good at it. But my, like A lot of kids in my school don't like to write. It's a little complicated, and they don't like to read. It's, uh, it's actually very sad. A lot of kids are very upset when we have to do reading time after lunch. I don't mind it. And because of that, it's kind of hard. However, next year I'm going to a school that is known for having kids that are artsy and kids that like to read and write. So mm-hmm. so for the kid who likes to read and write or paint or do any sort of creative uh, venture, what would be your advice to them? I say this for everything. This is very specific towards writing is to not let your age get in the way because far too often kids will be like, oh, well, I'm too young to write a book. No one's going to take me seriously. However, I don't know, people take me seriously and I sit down and I write. So it's definitely just you can't let your age get in the way and you can't think you're too young to do something for anything. You're not too young to do something. I mean, unless it's like something that you actually need to be an adult for or like a doctor, because I know people would not take like a 12 year old doctor seriously. I mean, it could happen. But for especially for arts, you're not too young to do it if you can if you can write. If you sit down and you can write like a thousand words, if you can just write words on a paper, you're a writer and you're not too young to say you're a writer. That's awesome. Now, where can folks find you on social? So, of course, you can find me on TikTok. My TikTok Mm -hmm. is at Shanti Who Writes. I post writing tips. I post a lot about my books. Occasionally, um, videos of my cats. They are trying to take over my page. I have three very lovely cats. They're very chaotic. And like I post writing tips, videos about my books, Videos about writing in general and like videos about my story, more often than not, those videos are about you won't know her name, which is fun. Mm -hmm. I also post poetry. I just wrote a really good poem that I'm not sure what it's about yet. It's just strange. I feel like it might be about fictional characters or about literally books. I'm definitely going to try to post that soon. I just have to record it and everything. You can also find me on Instagram, which is at Shanti Hershenson, at S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N. And you can also find me on my website, which is shantihershenson.com. On there, I am about to update with my new book signing information because I've only done virtual book signings before, except next month I will be doing an in-person book signing. And I am so excited for that. And I'm very nervous. Oh, you're going to be great. You're going to be fabulous. Yeah, the in-person thing is going to energize you. I I think you'll, not that you need more energizing, but I think that it will just, it'll just fuel you because there's nothing like that, that personal touch, you know, that that one-on-one and interaction with people who really are interested in what you're doing, care about what you're doing, and have the opportunity to speak with you. That's, that's going to be a great opportunity. So, One last uh, question for you about your parents. What are they saying about all of the success that you are having as a writer? So they're really impressed and they all love, they both love my books. It's hard for them to keep up as it is with everybody. Like I write books quicker than the average person can read them often. (laughs) So it's like, you know, my parents will be reading one and then all of a sudden I'll have another one. I'll be like, okay, you guys can read this now. What I'm telling them is because they like reading them in order to kind of see how quickly my writing progresses. However, um, when Never Dying comes up, I'm going to make them drop everything and read it instead of reading my other books because that is the best book I've ever written. It's better than the one I'm writing now. It's just, I love it so much that I told myself I wasn't going to do it. I'm going to write a sequel and I'm probably going to make it a trilogy. So I get to write two more books with these characters. 
Excellent. Excellent. Shanti Hershenson, such a delight to talk to you. You are doing fantastic things and I know you're going to continue to just thrive and excel. So you keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks so much much for spending some time with me today. I appreciate it. I'm Angela Ross. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at SoCal Voices.